Welcome to another episode of Healing Through Love. Each week, we share ideas, experiences, and resources to increase the awareness of domestic and family violence and to empower survivors to grow and thrive. We talk with experts who share their advice or with people who have experienced abuse, no matter where they are on their journey. This is all about healing through love. And now, here are your hosts, Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson. The Healing Through Love podcast with Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson. From overcoming silence to international success, Paula Kramer guides us through the art of creating victories in small spaces in episode 90. Well, my mother was raised to believe that she could be a, prove herself to be a worthy woman only as the mother of a son. I was her second daughter instead of her first son, and that's why she tried to kill me. This goes back into the previous generation because she was the second daughter who was supposed to be a son. My grandparents' first child was a baby boy who died in infancy. Then her sister was born, and then my mother was born, and she was supposed to be the son. So this continued across two generations, and it was terrible. My grandmother was a paranoid schizophrenic, which made everything terrible. She never nurtured my mother, of course, so my mother didn't know how to nurture my grandma, I don't know if my grandmother tried to kill my mother, but she did threaten my grandfather, her husband, with a butcher knife. The Healing Through Love podcast with Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson. Hello and welcome to the Healing Through Love podcast. I'm your host, Charlene Lynch from charlenelynch.com. Healing Through Love is here to help victims and survivors of domestic and family violence find their way back to living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We interview experts and survivors who share their personal stories and offer advice to those who have experienced abuse no matter where they are on their healing journey. As well as the Healing Through Love podcast, we, we also hold annual Pamper Days here in Adelaide, South Australia for survivors of domestic and family violence where local businesses come together and pay it forward and provide their services and resources for a day to give our survivors a much-deserved day of indulgence. Think day spa on steroids. We're looking for organisations who've got similar values. Get in touch with us because as of last year, Healing Through Love went global. So now we're in eight different locations around the world where we're holding these beautiful pamper days put together by local practitioners to pay it forward to create a safe place to heal. I love it. We're so excited because many of our people that attend come back the following year as practitioners. Find out more about that by reaching out to Healing Through Love. I love it. Okay, every week we have amazing guests and this week is no exception. We have a very special guest. We have Paula M. Kramer. Now, by the age of 28, Paula M. Kramer was coping with uh, three long-term life tragedies. Her mother had died. Had tried to her mother had tried to kill her twice, and um, the family didn't basically believe her. They basically were saying that this is not true, and and saying that Paula was the liar, um, on top of everything else that was happening. So Paula, leaving without her family support after her father's death, so her father passed away, 
Um, medical professionals misdiagnosed her childhood spinal injuries for 33 years, leaving Paula with a misplaced bones, so bones in incorrect positions, uh, for some 60-plus years. Wow. And then her husband died and she and her daughter of eight. And this made Paula a single mum and struggling with everything that was there. Now, she's moved from that place now to be a woman who's a professional speaker, TV producer, and a soft skills, soft skills mastermind. Paula now teaches others to use soft skills strategies for creating success in small spaces and attracting oh, beautiful and unimagined success. So welcome to the stage, Paula. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. And I like that you say both domestic violence and family violence, because I've talked to people who said, oh, you didn't experience domestic violence. So what if your mother tried to kill you? And then I'm really glad that you talk about being safe, helping people feel safe, because that was the most important thing to me. I spent five years in therapy with two different therapists and neither one got the idea that I needed to feel safe. Yes, it's like, look, it's base chakra, isn't it? It's really, yeah. it's the base level. And, you know, look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's base. It, uh, right. It's the foundation of us having beautiful conversations. It's it's foundational for us to show up in our power. Yeah. And it's yeah. also like as a woman who's healed, it's we need that safe container to do our internal cocooning and our internal work to come right. out as the butterflies that we both are. Paula, it's so great to have you here. Can Are you okay to just share a little bit more about your story? And then we'd like to dive into the beautiful offerings that you have. Okay. Well, my mother was raised to believe that she could be a prove herself to be a worthy woman only as the mother of a son. I was her second daughter instead of her first son, and that's why she tried to kill me. This goes back into the previous generation because she was the second daughter who was supposed to be a son. My grandparents' first child was a baby boy who died in infancy. Then her sister was born, and then my mother was born, and she was supposed to be the son. So this continued across two generations, and it was terrible. My grandmother was a paranoid schizophrenic, which made everything terrible. She never nurtured my mother, of course, so my mother didn't know how to nurture. my grandma. I don't know if my grandmother tried to kill my mother, but she did threaten my grandfather, her husband, with a butcher knife. And he took it so seriously, he left the family. So we have this generational family violence. And I was not violent towards my daughter, but it took me 42 years to put all the clues of my life together and to feel safe enough to say, mom, do I did try to kill me. And during all that time when I didn't know how to cope with those murder memories, I screamed at my daughter when I felt overwhelming stress. So it it trickled down a little bit into my relationship with my daughter, but I was able to end it. Mm, so powerful. I love it. As a as a firstborn, as the firstborn in my family, first grandchild and also first daughter, uh, they were expecting a boy, but my family's Irish. And uh, just like um, I just still, you know, it took me decades to really fall in love with being a female. Which is silly because I'm such a girly girl now, but uh, I get it. I get it. And it's fascinating that your 
the bone misplacement is all at that lower end of the chakra, which is all about family, tribal, and also bones about support. So not having that level of support from that tribal space. So absolutely fascinating that that's how it should manifest. Wow. And so, you know, you're talking here about generational challenges. And, you know, yes. we talk about this a lot with our with our listeners is that, you know, we if we want to break these patterns, we need to bring that level of awareness to the patterns to begin with. Otherwise, we oh. don't even know that we're having them. And then, you know, we believe that, you know, when you sort that pattern out in your lifetime, you're healing 700 years in the past and all the generations to come. So it, it's a lot of a burden to carry. Yes, and we can be the people that make the difference. I love it. Wow. What a story. Right. I like this. Right. Dive unfortunately, in deep. unfortunately, healing is only in my part. I have five siblings who refuse to recognize what was happening. And so they haven't done that part of the healing in their own lives and for their own families. But I have no contact with them. I walked away from my family after my father died, 23 years before my mother died, I walked away. Because mm, uh... it was the only way I could be myself. The only way I could continue a relationship with my siblings was if I pretended to be someone I was not. Mm, that's powerful. And, uh, and it's such a reality for so many people, especially in the family and domestic violence space, because there's that shame and that blame and all of the other stories that they hold. And, and it's about shining the spotlight on what's happening in the family and they want to keep everything behind closed doors. So, yeah, I hear you. Uh, many of the people that we speak to only write their book after their parents have passed. So mm -hmm. I find that fascinating. And then they usually share how much of a healing journey writing the book has been and why didn't right. it sooner. Yeah, so like, I don't know, there's, some, there's something in that as well. Now, from yeah. everything that you could possibly bring to this, this lifetime, to this, this iteration of you, you know, soft skills is what you share and also your beautiful yeah. TV program. Can we dive into the soft skills and talk yeah. about that? Well, I, I had to develop soft skills as a child to survive my childhood. I had to be able to make connections to people who helped me feel safe, who I could rely on. The first person, first adult who made me feel safe was my second, my first second grade teacher. My father loved me and he did something that most parents are not supposed to do. He told me I was his favorite child. Parents shouldn't do that, but for me, it kept my sanity growing up with this mother who tried to kill me. I couldn't consciously say to myself, mom did try to kill me until I was 42. But underneath everything I knew, I had all kinds of clues in my life that she had tried to kill me. But my father, my mother emotionally abused everyone in our family. And my father became an alcoholic, a quiet alcoholic. He would go off to work, come home, and then drink three quarts of beer. Mm -hmm. And he was quiet until he couldn't keep his feelings buried and then he would break out into these rages that could last for hours and he broke my sister's arm during one of these rages for some reason she did something he didn't like and he spanked her she was probably early mid to mid-teens when this happened she he was spanking her with a rolled up newspaper she put her arm behind her to protect her bottom and he hit her arm and broke it. Mm -hmm. So I was terrified of my father. I knew he loved me, 
but I was terrified of her father because he could be violent. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn, develop soft skill, skill power strategies as a child. And I said something to a principal at school when I was in fifth grade, when I was 11. I said something to a principal that she liked. And I don't remember what I said. She's long past and I couldn't make any connections soon enough before she died. But she would have me come to her office where we would have conversations. Most kids called to the principal's office go in terror. I went with anticipation because I remember sitting across the desk from her having a wonderful time, conversations, we laughed. And because of her, I have always felt equal to any person in any room. I have never, ever felt imposter syndrome. And it's because I said something to her that she enjoyed and wanted to hear more of. So I started that young, developing soft skill power strategies. And when I was 18, I didn't go to college right away because I would have had to go where my mother wanted me to go and to take what she wanted me to take. And I wanted to get away from her control. So I took a job in a corporation, 18 years old. I'm at the bottom of the corporation. But my mother had said negative things to me, toxic words to me practically every day of my childhood. The only day I could be certain she wouldn't say something toxic was Christmas day. Every other day there were toxic words. I started hearing toxic words in my workplace and I thought, I'm not gonna listen to this if I can do something about it. And I did something about it. I ended, that was my first gossip strategy. <laughs> One of my courses is about ending toxic gossip. And I took, I did something and it worked. And then there was another situation that was a sour relationship. And I tried another strategy and it worked. So at age 18, in a corporation, I took the little bit of positive control I could take and got the outcomes I wanted. And I've been building on it ever since. I love it. That's fantastic. So that this is an online course, is that right, Paula? An online course. I have two online courses. One is, is <laughs> of course I'm going to forget, <laughs> collaboration up, Toxic Gossip Down, subtitled Rewards Up, Losses Down. The other course is Career Advancement Up, Backlash Down, mm. subtitled Stereo oh no, Loyalty Up, Stereotypes Down. Oh, when you I know how it. to invite loyalty, then you can break stereotypes. Mm, I love it. I love it. So these are courses. What we'll do is we'll put the links to the course in the show notes and also in the description as well. And, and that way people can reach out. Now, you also have another offering as well. So this is your Boss Lady TV. Is that what it's called, Boss Lady TV? Boss Ladies TV Network. It's a streaming channel on Roku. It's going to be on Amazon Fire. You can stream from the Boss Ladies TV Dot com. You can see right from the network. I have a show called Relationship Reckoning. I have long wanted to improve relationships because my family relationships were so terrible. And I've done a lot of research on DISC behavior styles and Springer guiding values. I have lots of information about those two topics at smilesparksuccess.com where all kinds of information. You can identify yourself and other people and learn how to 
open doors and relationships. In my TV show, it's 15 minutes show, and I I make up a relationship, but the one I'm working in now is a sibling relationship between a woman, and I'm not saying the gender of the sibling so that anybody could see themselves in it, but I do two different behavior styles and two different Springer guiding values and explain their similarities, their differences, their needs and their passions and how you can open doors to each particular behavior style, each particular guiding value. And when you have that information, you could decide if you should stay in a relationship, limit a relationship, or leave a relationship. Mm, that is so powerful, Paula. Not only do we need to have a better understanding of ourselves, but we also need to have something that we can use right. as a guide to understand where others are coming from so we can meet them right. where they're at. So, Paula, yes. I love that you're using DISC. It's one of my favourite um, oh, yes. quizzes. Yes. I love it. And it's really quite simple, really, for you to use at the, yes. yeah, at the front end of yes. employing somebody or even in a workshop environment. I love it. So this television is interactive. Is it sort of like what we're doing here or is it no, It's not interactive. I just present a lot of information. There are PDF files of everything I say in the show so you can download the PDF files and read through it and save all the information so that you can refer back to it and use it. It does take a little bit of time to get used to each one to be able to recognize these behavior style and then to remember how to open doors to that behavior style. But once you understand everything, you can understand every single relationship in your life, every mm. single one. And, and it's you know, true. It's true. I love it. And, you know, the base thing, that, like the whole reason why we're here as humans on this planet at this time is to create relationships. That's and, right. And your skill set that you share is the number one skill set on the planet. And you can Google this uh, if you're listening today. Just Google number one skill set on the planet and it is communication. So I love that Paula is talking here about communication and then really deeply going into relationship on the Boss Lady TV. So we'll put that link also in the show notes and also in the description as well. Wow. So Paula, what's next for you? What's next for me? Well, I have a, so I took a video class, which is why I can make my own videos for my TV show. One of the women in the class has autistic children. I contacted her and sh showed her what was on my website. It's my website. The course's website went live just a week ago today. But of course, it was under construction for a while. And I had her go look at it. I asked her if she thought she could use the information about disbehavior styles and Springer Guiding Values to create a course for families and people with autism so that the people on the spectrum can say, this is how, this is what I need to do my work well. And everything I suggest for opening doors is takes merely a moment, moments of dignity for the disc behavior styles and moments of passion for the Springer guiding values. It's just moments. Mm -hmm. I, love, I love it. And, uh, you know, if you have, team members yourself, if you have staff yourself, if you want right. to create that dynamic team environment where people want to turn up, where, you know, you're yeah. investing in your employees and they're yeah. leaning in and doing more and even still becoming advocates for what it is that you do, 
is that yeah. we need to have these level of relationships and it all starts with communication. I love it, Paula. This is great to hear. And even more so the fact that you're such a success story, that you've you've come from an environment where your mother wanted to kill you. Like that's pretty harsh. And uh, and had all of these three life tragedies happened, you know, are compounded. And then right. and now, look, it, even with being able differently, you have now gone on to create these beautiful courses and the Boss Lady TV and everything else in between and be an international speaker. And uh, I, I just love it. It's fantastic. You are a shining example of what's possible. That's right. I went from silenced voice to international voice. Mm, I love it. It's fabulous. And it's interesting that you should say that you had to break off some relationships with families and probably friends as well, because sometimes we have to do that because proximity is power. We are the average of our five closest uh, people we hang out with, whether that's family or friends. And so if you want to scale up your life, your business, your existence on this planet, have a look at your proximity. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to sever the ties, as painful as that can be, um, because, you know, we owe it to ourselves and that's what self-care is, isn't it, fundamentally, Paula? Right. right. And when you understand the disc behavior styles and spring guiding days, you can say to other people, this is what I need because this is my behavior style and this is my guiding value and everybody with this disc behavior style and this guiding value needs this. Mm, it's so true. It's very, there's power in knowing yourself. Um, right. someone in someone really important and very smart said know thyself <laughs> and uh, I can't even remember who it is but it uh, it is so important when we come through the other side uh, even if you're going into the healing phase or through the journey or out the other side the depth at which you know yourself your values right. your missions your purpose will be how you show up so it's yeah. very, very powerful. I love it, Paula. That's fantastic. So yeah. so now you're looking at taking this dynamic uh, information that you currently share and now sharing it with different audiences. Is that what's next for you? Yes, yes. Well, my friend is going to create the course for people with autism, people on the spectrum, but we're and we're going to set it up at my website, but as a different website through my website. My web designer said that I could have my course page and then she could have her course page and no one will see them together. Yes, that's true. And can market have... them separately. And once Absolutely. her once her course is set up, she's going to do podcast interviews on podcasts that deal with autism so that people can learn that this is how they can say, this is what I need. This is why I need it. It's so true. Like podcasts are a great way to connect. You can watch them or you can listen to them uh, or both, <laughs> depending how your car's set up. And, uh, and yeah, you can do it all at the same time and you can even do it while you're walking. And, and I love to garden and I love to listen to a podcast while I'm gardening as well. So there's great opportunity to connect and learn because if you want to be more and, and do more, then you really need to know some more. And so that's why podcasts are such a powerful way. And you get to choose what you listen to. You're not, it's not like, yeah, there's such a huge uh, broad spectrum to select from. I love it. So this is great. I'm very proud to be having this conversation with you and be sharing this information with the audience. I'm curious to see the lessons that you've learned from how you've come through. What sort of a legacy do you want to leave for other people? Well, positivity. One podcast interview I did was about how to take positive control 
to spark positive vibes. And it was all about sm small actions taking positive control. You can do it individually. You can do it within a community, within an organization, nationally and internationally. The, the music, it turns out, is a positive vibe uprising because it started out with women drumming and singing about their feelings. And then we were eliminated. We were put in the background. We were ignored. Where Our songs were not written down or they were destroyed, but we kept singing and we kept singing from our feelings. And over the course of thousands of years, what do we have now? We have Taylor Swift. <laughs> I love it. That's fabulous. That's a, a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, so, so one way to to take more control in your life is to listen and create the music that expresses your feelings. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love to build my own uh, adventure on my um, <laughs> with my music. It's, it's fabulous. And my other half does the same thing. And as a belly dancer, I find myself listening to a little bit too much belly dancing music, but that's okay too. Because if I'm the okay, only person in the car, music. it's okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Belly dancing music's not everyone's cup of tea, just saying. Oh, no. choose what works for you and do it. <laughs> it's so true. There is frequency in music. It can shift your mood. It can lift yes. you up. And, you know, if you're not feeling in an amazing place, and we know on the healing journey, sometimes that's the case, just dial it up, put the music on, that frequency of the music will help you heal, help you open up and help you move forward. I love it. Oh, we've been talking for a little while now, and uh, I'd just love to know, you know, what in, in closing, Paula, what would be your words of wisdom that you would like to share with the planet? The words of wisdom are, the, are about how I got through everything. I, I had terrible, terrible life. But I got through everything by listening to positive words I could trust and speaking positive words others could trust. And so when I listened to the positive words I can trust, then I could go in the right direction. Mm. If I speak the positive words others can trust, they know that it's worth knowing me and mm. helping me when I need help or coming to me if I, they want ideas. Ah. And you have to be positive with yourself. I, I, when I do something stupid, I say, that was stupid. I don't say, you're stupid. I say, that action was stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm a smart person who sometimes does stupid things. I never tell myself I'm stupid because uh -huh. I'm not. That is so true. So there is power in language. Each word, each syllable, in fact, has a different frequency. And if you want to live your life at a more powerful frequency, if you want to heal at the speed of love, which is what we do here at Healing Through Love, is mind your thoughts and mind your language and, yes. uh, and listen. And, you know, you can filter out things that don't work for you. I love cancel, cancel, <laughs> sweep away. <laughs> I borrowed that from someone else. It's powerful. And I imagine actually sweeping the words away. Um, that always works for me because language has power and so do thoughts. I love oh, it. It's been a beautiful conversation, Paula. I'm yes, looking forward to following you more. 
and diving in deeper. And it's just been a privilege and a pleasure to hold this space today. If you're listening to our episode today, please reach out to Paula, check out her soft skills course and check out Boss Lady TV. I love it that it's all about relationships. And if you have a child on the spectrum or if you're on the spectrum yourself, please check out Paula's other offerings, which will be the course that's going to be created in and around using these soft skills and relationships for people that are on the spectrum. I love it. Thank you so much today. And if you are keen, oh, thank you, Paula. And if you're keen to make a difference, if that's if that's how you're going to heal and how you want to pay it forward, please reach out to us from Healing Through Love. We do have Pamper Days happening globally, eight different locations. We're so proud. And we're supporting the women that are creating these in the eight different locations. Please reach out to us. We would love to connect with you too. That's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Paula. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Healing Through Love. You can get further resources, see the show notes, or simply reach out to us via our website at htlaustralia.org. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to your company next time on the Healing Through Love podcast.